Kind of a weirdo, not kind of, I'm definitely the weirdo of the group. So, so would you like to say uh, two weeks worth of food? I guess. Sounds good. So you guys get um, uh, 14 cans of tender vittles apiece. She has an iPad. She's not joking. You know, go to a different part of the ship. Uh, uh, she turns uh, to you there, Black, and says, He is quite something, isn't he? Sure. Chapter 95, The Search for Exodus. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. We've got the kitty cats back again. Um, apparently, they uh, didn't get enough of a licking. They're high up in the mountains. Nine lives and all. And uh, and actually, you guys needed those nine lives and all. I, was, I got pretty close there with I, the one tie. I take exception to that. I am no kitty. That's true. This is true. Yeah. You came up a little short. Ooh, burn. Anyway, so um, the cats are back again uh, for more abuse here. Um, so let us go around the table and introduce ourselves again. So, Drew, why don't you point out to everyone who you are? I am the tabaxi known as Black Crispin. And um, what is Black Crispin? Black Crispin is a very unique tabaxi. He's actually a paladin. Um, we just achieved seventh level, so he is a seventh level Oath of the Ancient Paladin. Neat. And actually, what is the Oath of Ancients? Because I, I think pretty much everyone's up for like the Healing Oath and the Vengeance Oath, but Ancient is a little different. Uh, actually, it is, and um, I think for a lot of people, it's the one of the it's probably one of the two oaths that are or three oaths in the handbook that people don't pick because they can't quite see it. In this case, it's a lot about nature and life. Um, I could read the whole thing from you if you want, but no, that's a really good, uh, really good summation. Um, so yeah, he's being a nature creature is part of nature. Yeah. And then Bryce, why don't you introduce us to you? So I'm playing gray fog. He's a rogue. He is gray. And he now does 46 sneak attack damage. Whenever he gets to use it. Yeah, so he's got that Russian blue coat, right? I think so. Excellent. And then, Matt, why don't you tell us who you're playing? I am Moon Undermountain, uh, recently a dwarf. I'm a level 7 cleric. And uh, most uh, noticeable uh, distinguishing marks are my gray beard streaked with white. Uh, as a tabaxi, I was white straked with gray, but uh, during my resurrection, something must have gone am amiss. And I have one chipped tooth, and I have retained my yellow eyes. Very good. And you are kind of lost as a dwarf, aren't you? Correct. So I found I have some new affinities, but certainly uh, things like stonework you know, are beyond me. So during my transformation... Uh, I did not gain those uh, proficiencies. Excellent. Um, and then, Owen, who are you playing? I am playing Red Sunrise. Um, I am the Tabaxi Librarian. Um, I'm kind of a weirdo. Not kind of. I'm definitely the weirdo of the group. I, um, for whatever reason, I'm always barefoot. And people don't really know exactly what's going on because I uh, talk to it seems like I talk to someone who's not actually there um, but other fun things that I can do include putting books back on the shelf from up to 30 feet away and uh, talking to people inside of their mind which is basically how I communicate. Yeah that generally creeps everybody out but uh, they've gotten kind of used to it 
And did you actually say what your class is? Yeah, you're a mystic, right? I am a mystic. So I, uh, I specialize in intelligence and uh, the mind itself. Very good. So at the end of our last episode with the tabaxi, you guys had uh, finished um, digging through the ice rubble in what apparently was the old summer palace. And you guys had discovered that somebody had been there before you because you came across a kill site where apparently a group of people had taken down a large pack of wolves or a pack of large wolves. And then you uh, uh, later on uh, got to the palace itself and found it to be buried in a giant rubble pile of ice boulders, which you're able to work your way through to get down to the uh, down to the palace itself. And you discovered a discarded magic javelin and why someone would leave a magic javelin. You couldn't figure out, but uh, you guys got it. So that was kind of fun. I also uh, got a, a nice piece of jewelry worth a thousand gold pieces. I yeah. found that. Yeah. You guys found some nice trinkets there. That was kind of fun. And you also uh, found a clue, possible clue uh, to the whole, um, mystery you're trying to solve here. Uh, you guys were sent by Galchabar to see if you couldn't uh, discover a miss missing mages spellbook from a millennia ago. And the only um, clue that you found that was of any use was there was a, uh, a shard of parchment that said that the uh, people had gone to see a Lowall in Exodus do a demonstration of illusion and it was most fantastic um and that's about the only clue you got and then you guys retreated back to the kitty cat treehouse okay and that's where we find you now you guys are all back in the tabaxi uh, homeland in the treehouse and uh you are in the library and um at this point in time it's just the four of you uh, you know, uh, Jade Claw is out doing her usual patrols with the rest of the rangers. And Misty Fog, Claudia. M Misty Fog, your uh, your kitty sorceress is out uh, doing another another job trying to to locate more books for the library. Misty so it's just meowing. the four the four of you sitting around. Um, <clears throat> do we know where that where was? The note said that they went to see the demonstration. Um, you know, yeah, they went to Exodus, which is a, you know, you've, you've, if you go through the library, you, you know, you have some uh, ancient uh, maps. And that was one of the cities out in the middle of the Mare. Hmm. And uh, in fact, it actually holds a rather infamous place in that when the Mage Wars started, uh, this was the first city that one of the mage leaders took over. And uh, that kind of kicked off the whole thing where once once uh, the uh, mage had taken over Exodus, then a bunch of other mages jumped up at that point in time, whether to protect their cities or to take control of their cities or whatever it was. But that kind of kicked off the whole whole process there and led to the mage wars, which then totally ruined the entirety of the uh, Great Valley. And Red? Yes. Um, you get a mental message from Galchabar. And he says that he will be there in under an hour. Exciting. There being the library? Yes. Galchabar is going to be here soon. So you're going to come downstairs and let everybody know that? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to broadcast it on everybody's channel so they can be freaked out as usual? Is there like a fireplace we're in front of? Or are we just sitting at a table? Or um, they, they, The library, as you remember, is in several levels right. of the tree. And uh, each one of them has various study areas and things like that. And uh, this this uh, this late in the season, uh, there's no need for a fireplace to be rolling. It's you know July, and, mm -hmm. and things are uh, quite warm in, in the treehouse as is. Okay. I'm going to start rummaging for a shield. 
Oh, okay. In in the equipment and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Well, um, Red, did you tell everyone that uh, that Galchabar's on the way? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you might want to wait until after Galchabar arrives. But Are we for sure? some reason, I feel the need to have one. I don't know. Are we sure we should be trusting this human so much as we are? Oh, well, Galchabar is well known to you guys. I understand that. I'm still wondering: should we be trusting him as much as we are? I'm all about collecting books for the treehouse, but look what happened to what look what happened to what was oh happened to you know moon over mountain now he's moon under mountain at what point sure you, but this uh, this is our duty we we would spend our lives trying to get this knowledge i understand that and i still think we should but i mean let's be honest this i mean he's given us good leads before right yeah he's the one that lets you know about the gnome tome i don't know it seems to me uh Many of our friends have fallen in their natural pursuits of knowledge. Just, uh, any harm that befalls us is not outside the norm. Okay. The gnome tome was the first I know. one. We went, okay. Just haven't heard for this gnome tome. <laughs> uh, You're the ones that called it the gnome tome because you had to go to the gnome I think home to get the gnome tome. It might have been. I just worry because. I, I mean, I worry about the, our last recent adventure and seeing the things that we've seen. Are we better off not sending out our patrols now? Are we better off rallying our own forces and protecting the lives of Tabaxi and those that are in the forest? I don't know. It doesn't seem like we've had... We did have the undead strike that one time, but... And the patrols have encountered the undead on a regular basis since then. It, it, it seems like the, uh, the uh, tabaxi have been pressed, um, not on all sides, obviously, to the north. Your left flank is, uh, is guarded by Valis Kalii, and the elves uh, keep the undead menace down there. But yeah, the, uh, the undead have uh, been encountered numerous times, so it's, it's, a, it's a worthy thing to be worried about. But, I mean, what is our purpose if we don't go seek knowledge? That's true. The Tabaxi are the keepers of all knowledge that they can find. They uh, they have made it their life's purpose. Fair enough. And, and and somebody should always be the one to question how we are doing things in case something else is presently uh, capable of being changed or whatever. Yeah. And and Moon is is quite correct. Uh, there's more than a few Tabaxi that have spent their nine lives in pursuit of uh, some rare artifact or some uh, rare bit of knowledge only to, to come up short. So. Be that as it may. Selves down to the chair and gets comfortable. Sounds good. Yeah. You're never nearly as happy as when you're curled up, uh, enjoying the, uh, enjoying the library. Okay. Um, and within an hour, uh, Galchabar floats in on his magic carpet again, and uh, he lands in the uh, the top uh, deck there with you, Red. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, just lethally steps off of his carpet right onto your desk, essentially. And, uh, and says, "Ah, oh, hello, Red. It's good to see you again. At least see you in person." I I would like to communicate just entirely through telepathy whenever I talk to him. Yeah. I just respond, yes, it is very nice to see you again. Yes. Um, have you uh, gathered any of your companions to uh, join us? Yes. Uh, they're all waiting downstairs. Okay, let us join them as soon as we can. And he immediately starts heading off downstairs to the, the second level. Let's go. Okay, and uh, for the rest of you, uh, Red comes downstairs uh, with with uh, Galchabar, and uh, you've seen Galchabar about. Um, you may not have actually met him, but you've definitely seen him about. He he flits in and out of the library on a regular basis, and he says, "Oh, hello, my friends. It's good to see you all here, uh, especially on such short notice. Um, can you please report to me what you found in your investigations in the mountains?" We found. A lot of wetness. We don't like wetness. No, uh, not a favorite thing of the cat type. No. 
but we did find a city locked behind ice. Oh, fabulous. So the, the summer palace still is up there. Yes. Parts. <clears throat> Parts of wow. it. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, gray fog may have caught a chill from being in the water too long. <laughs> but it looked like the ice was standing, <clears throat> but then had fairly recently collapsed. Very interesting. I will have to make further inquiries as to see who else has been in the mountains and, lately. And we've seen evidence of... Uh... A large battle of some sort near the uh, near the entrance to the city, I suppose. Well, that's not too surprising. There seems to be battles happening everywhere these days on a smaller or larger scale. Yes, but the tracks left behind by these animals are rather large. In fact, in the city itself, we saw some large worm-like creatures. Ah, describe them. Big, uh, very Blue. pale. They had these odd reddish... Spines down their back? That would be it, yes. And kind of a frill to them? Made of yes. metal? The frills made of metal? I have not heard of them being made of metal before, but this sounds like a remoraz. That's fascinating. So, a pair of them in the city itself. That must have been a, a fearsome uh, combo for you to fight. Uh, they were already dead when we got there. Oh, lucky for you. I, I understand that their bodies are so incredibly heated that to strike them does damage to oneself. And we found an interesting uh, creature, javelin of some sort. Really? Tell me more about that. Oh, it's just a javelin. And it, might I see it? Who has it? You do. No? Yes, you do. Thought I didn't. You do. Well, we can just go to where. Okay. Well, then apparently I have it. So <laughs> we gave it to it. you at the end of the episode. You yeah. just put it on your back and went, okay. Yeah. We also saw these large uh, lizard-like creatures. Ah, uh, down in the Delta. Yes. Yes, the Wantai. You know, you've encountered them many times before. Yes. They were... Uh, I expect they were a pushover for uh, capable folks as your, such as yourself. Mm, these ones seemed a bit stronger than what we were used to. Oh, a, a stiff fight then. Quite. Well, I thought I, it went fine. I hope none of your uh, companions were uh, too badly injured. Our sorceress had some issues, but she pulled through, and once we got the measure of our playthings, they, much like the mice in the field, they were quickly put down. Oh, very good. Well, I'm glad to hear that you made it through unscathed. But anyways, what else did you find uh, there in the, uh, in the mountains? So I'm going to show them the javelin. Okay. This is, this is fascinating. What's its stats again? Because I don't have them. I, I'll get to you later. Okay. Um, this parchment. We found the parchment. It says, this is rather amazing, actually. Did, did Was there any evidence of who had left this behind? Uh, we assume it was whoever fought the creatures because it was pushed all the way through one of them. That's amazing. I've, I've seen this javelin before. Either that or there are two of them. One of... Uh, one of the uh, friends I have, some companions, um, acquired this in the uh, shaded oasis, the clouded oasis. That's uh, fascinating. Um, now I have some serious fears for them. I, I will have to check in on them immediately. I have not talked to them in some time. And then the parchment about Alowal's demonstration. So you, are you, you going to hand it to him? Yeah. He says, well, this is either means nothing or it's greatly disturbing. Um, perhaps I should fill you in at this point. Um, I have engaged another group of capable adventurers um, some months ago to uh, find out what has been causing the problems that we've been experiencing here in the world. And... Uh, some very strange adventures they have had, but they encountered someone named Alohal, um, and we do believe that maybe he is behind, in fact, we're almost sure that he is behind all of these, you know, maladies that have affected the world. He was a magician of great power, um, a millennia ago and 
How can he still be here after a millennia? Well, it appears that he's an elf and was left behind when the elves closed the gates um, between our world and theirs when the mage wars broke out. And apparently he has tried to magically prolong his life. Um, so he has become what is known as a lich. He has stored his soul in a magical container so that he may never die. And uh, why he has decided to embark upon this reign of terror, we're not really sure. But this is interesting. So either this spell book that I had gotten wind of actually belongs to him, or perhaps it's just a coincidence because, of course, he was the tutor to the queen um, back a thousand years ago. So it, it maybe mean nothing more than that, or it may actually be his spell book. And if it is the latter, uh, once again, it may be very ominous or not. Um, the spell book may be perhaps just a spare one, a copy that he has of his spells that maybe he has either forgotten about or has stowed somewhere for safekeeping. Um, or perhaps it is his primary spellbook. Um, if it's the latter, I fear even greater for you because undoubtedly he would have kept it in serious traps and travails trying to keep people away from it. No doubt he's got it very well secured. Either way, we need to find out what it is. Yes, I'm afraid the only option is to track it down and see if we can find it. Um, so there's, like I said, some possibilities. It could be that it is an exodibus, uh, where this note last uh, you know, references him. Or it could just be that this note is uh, just a passing of the times and uh, he's hit it someplace else. It will be very difficult to figure it out. With all these forays into the supposed civilized worlds, we're taking greater and greater risks of being disobered. I don't think we have any choice but to look for this old, old city and search it, but uh, we have to know one way or the other. I do tend to agree with you. Um, unfortunately, Exodus is out in the middle of the Mare Arnosum, out buried in the dust and the sand. Um, beneath the dust in the sand or just on top of it do you think um, undoubtedly beneath the uh, Mare seems to have built itself up and covered the ancient cities that were once there in the middle of the Mare uh, undoubtedly on some of your historical maps you've seen images of all the numerous cities that used to populate the fertile valley before the great cataclysm of the mage wars we are we are strong travelers, but even we can't dig through and breathe through sand. Do you have any ideas of how to go through the Amari ground? Well, um, while the Mare has consumed the cities that are out there, uh, oftentimes you can tell when you're on top of one because the spires on the highest uh, buildings or um, even some of the taller building tops themselves stick out of the Mare even to this day. And a lot of times, even the smaller ones, you'll see um, humps and hills in the mare, which is otherwise almost completely flat, where it covers them up. So if you can discover a um, tower or such that still sticks up, you likely would be able to get into the underground areas. Um, my understanding is the uh, other party that I've been dealing with, they um, found an entire buried city. And were able to navigate from, um, from building to building through passages that had been left in the sand uh, where walls had collapsed and so forth. Okay. Um, well, I suppose we have some research to do. Well, you are some... no better set than anybody in the entire world to do research. Well, let's find Good luck map. on that, Red. I'll be over here if you need me. Very good. Well, um, Red, if uh, you have a moment, I'd like to go over a few couple of things, but then I must return to my studies. Um, I leave this quest in your capable hands. Um, 
best of luck and do be careful. Um, as I said, the other group found this buried city, but it was mainly populated by traps. So please keep your uh, senses about you. Very interesting. Thank you. Okay, and Red, he goes upstairs with you, and, and really he just wants to talk um, to you about your mystic powers. Apparently he's fascinated with how that works. And uh, you guys talk for about 30 minutes, and then he unrolls his magic carpet and takes back off again. I'd, and, like, I'd and, like to take Moon during that, take him to the armory so he can find a shield that he likes. Sounds good, yeah. So why don't you head over to the armory, Moon, and uh, obviously you can find a shield uh, for uh, the standard prices that they have there. Mm. I mean, considering we're tobacco, <clears throat> considering we're tobacco, is that like two good stories the armor's never heard before and like a song or two? Or... Something like that. But yeah, actually, they take gold as well. Okay, so what do you guys want to do? Galchabar has laid a, uh, a heavy task on you. Well, let's find a map that has. Try to guess where in the desert a spire might be. And then we have to figure out how we're going to get there. Without it turns seen. out, I have an ancient map right here. We had no doubt that a librarian could find an ancient map. I think the more pressing concern is how we're going to get there without being seen. I mean, it's not, like there are, it's not like there are many people out in the middle of the Mare. Now, being seen is not the hard I'm part. I'm more it's, concerned it's about, you know, provisioning and, and surviving the trials of the desert itself. Well, if it's I'm not, not like mistaken, doesn't, doesn't the desert veritably swallow you as you try to cross it there's another problem you have heard the tales of that so um red did you want to maybe quiz galchabar and see if he had any ideas yeah like that, that carpet of his oh galchabar before you leave <clears throat> and how do you suggest that we get to exhibitus and he says, uh, tell you the truth, um, I've been putting a little thought to that myself. I, I have an associate, um, and I will have her arrive in three days' time, uh, right on the edge of the mare, uh, where, very dear to where you were picked up the last time by the dragon. Does she know about us? Um, what, what, how, how would we know that it's her that we're looking for? Uh, she has an airship that has a spiral pattern painted on the actual envelope. It's it's very uh, very distinctive. You can't miss it. And she's uh, a swarthy woman uh, with dark uh, black braids and uh, one eye patch. And what might her name be? She goes by the name Dania. Does she know about us? Um, I will brief her, so she will not be too terribly surprised. But considering what the other group has put her through, I don't think she'll be surprised at anything anymore. It's not her I'm only worried about. We are trying to keep ourselves secreted once oh. the word gets out. You can uh, take my assurance. She is the absolute representation of discretion. Um, she, uh, we, I only use her when there's great need and it needs to be very secret. Very well. Okay. And uh, so what else do you guys want to do in your intervening three days here? Um, we should get provisions and we should figure out anything we might need for, uh, I'm going to consider this like spelunking. So if we're going to enter in from the dome or of a, a building, we have to get down somehow. We have to get back up somehow. So a rope ladder or a rope net. Lots of water. It is the desert. And should we be caught? Food. So is there a, a special shoe that we need to walk on the sands? I think it would be best if we read up on the Amari of now and ascertain that bit. Certainly a way of spreading our body weight out would be advisable. Okay, do you guys want to hit the books and see what you can find? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so everybody... Absolutely. I would love to do that. Everybody roll for me a history check or a nature check and, and call out which one you do. 
So, Drew? Uh, since I'm horrible at both of them, it does not matter. <laughs> so we'll try nature. 14. Okay, so um, you start looking into the shoe situation. And um, yes, in fact, uh, there is a number of folks that um, they uh, describe people that live on the edge of the Mare creating, you know, basically like snowshoes, whereas a, a wicker uh, shoe that spreads out their weight. And actually, you also find a reference to, um, for instance, at uh, Excalbarium Calice, they actually have um, shoes like that made for their horses. So the horses can pull the sand ships out into the mare before they launch them. So you figure that you can, you know, there's diagrams and everything, and, and you figure what you can do there. There's a secondary idea. We could uh, borrow a sand ship. Well, we have, um, uh, we already have a rendezvous scheduled. And sand ships are like really big. Are they? And we don't know how to pilot a sand ship. I'm sure they make smaller ones. So I rolled a 12. In fact, you guys actually were on a smaller one when you did the, the run over past uh, past the uh, Pheromons to get the Gnome Tome. Okay, and what did you get there? A 12. Moon? Moon? Okay, so you um, basically just find inform you know information saying that the, the mare is really dry and horrible stories of pe people dying of, of being parched. And, and basically what it says is that aside of the several oases um, that you find between Ubrium Concordia and the Delta, there's basically no water out there. But nothing really helpful aside of that. Can our people, do we have people who can create water? Yes. Well, that would be quite useful, I think. I believe that's a level one spell. <clears throat> yeah, I got an 11 in history, so. Okay, and um, you search for locations of Exodus, and, you know, aside of the location on the map southwest of Ubrium Concordia, you don't find anything else very useful. And Red, anything? I got a 21 in history. Okay, so 21 in, in history there, uh, Red. Yep. And uh, basically, you uh, are able to go and pinpoint the location of uh, Exodus. And it's interesting, though. It's, it is one of the few cities that was not on the great waterway that used to wend its way through the Fertile Valley. So um, certainly there's, you know... The city itself had wells and stuff like that, but you got to imagine that you guys are going to have to take enough water to get there and back, and it's going to be a good three days travel to get there and three days back. So you're going to have to uh, bring a week's worth of, of water for each person that's going to be on board. Or just pull it out of the air mm -hmm. if you're good enough at doing that. Or you can make mm. it. Yeah, I believe that's what you just said. That, that, yeah. Okay, so um, you guys are going to uh, do anything else before Dania arrives to take you off. I mean, if we can bring water, well, we should on top yeah. on top of what he can do, we should bring water in case he dies and lots again. Of <laughs> extra containers of water. Sounds good. And we will be in a an airship, so we could conceive. Well, we'd have to get it to the edge of the Mari. Do we have a wagon? We could like bring a barrel. I mean, we can just bring empty barrels, and then you can just put a whole lot of water. That's a good question. It. Do the Tabaxi have wagons um, or sleds? They they definitely do. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys have to move around goods just like everybody else does. We can we can bring a younger Tabaxi to bring the cat the wagon back for us. Yeah, let's just bring a barrel of water. Okay, sounds good. Or a couple, yeah, two barrels of water. Okay, so you guys um, arrange for a, a wagon and provisions. Anything else? Um, just make sure I have my blade and the currently still working on staff attached to it. Sounds good. Anybody else before we uh, take off then? Are we forgetting anything? It feels like we're forgetting something. Um, we, we have shoes. We made our shoes. We haven't explicitly said how much food we're bringing. Well, we're bringing enough to be gone for a little while, so at least two. At weeks. least, at least a week's worth. Yeah, two to be safe, because we when we did our run, we knew it was almost a week to run down and run back. We're going further than yeah. that. 
And also, if we somehow don't, if the somehow the airship goes down and we aren't able to take it out, which I mean that could pro that's probably not going to happen. I mean, right? But we might need to walk out, so having enough food would be a good idea for that. So would Sounds you like good. say uh, two weeks worth of food? I guess. Yeah. Sounds good. So you guys get um, uh, 14 cans of tender vittles apiece. Oh, jeez. I don't have tender vittles. <laughs> I have hardened vittles. Get kicked real hard. You'll have tender vittles. <laughs> I, I would also like to feed my pet snail before we leave. Sounds good. Red, are you coming? And is your friend coming too? Of course. We always go everywhere together. Of course. Very good. So you guys... Uh, Get all packed up and ready to go, and uh, in three days, you guys find yourself down at the edge of the mare. Um, and actually, did you? It'd probably be wise for you to go down the night before and camp there. Yeah. And I, I just had a thought. Um, so this is an airship we're taking, right? Yeah. Do those land? Yes, essentially. Oh, like they they, they hover and you crawl down, climb up. Okay. That's how we've done it. How are we gonna get those? full barrels of water they're not they're right now they'll stay on the with us as a provision to refill as but i mean how are we going to get it onto the ship undoubtedly there's a hole oh they're empty now yeah okay i thought we were bringing no i they were full that's why we needed yeah i'm sure i'm sure donya has ropes we can just tie them up and haul them up i mean i think airships that transport things have a way to get them on young tabaxi where there's a will there's a way we will get them aboard have you been practicing with your javelin Sort of. Remember, if he can throw a dagger, he can throw a javelin. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so um, you guys get down there in, in the night before, in the uh, arriving just right there at dusk, so that there's the least chance of being um, encountered. Are you guys going to set a watch that night? Yes. Like this. I'll take the first <coughs> watch. and um, I'll take the third. And I'll take stealth to try to stay hidden while I do it. Okay. Uh, me and my friend will take number two. So you're gonna... I shall take the last. Okay. Okay, so um, give me a, for the uh, first one up, give me a perception roll, and you also are going to try stealth, I believe, to yeah, stay so hidden. Stealth first. Uh, ugh, not great. 11. Okay. And then uh, perception? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Even worse, seven. Okay, so yeah, you uh, discover nothing going on in the night. Okay. So you were so stealthy, you actually literally put your head in the sand. Probably. Um, and then second watch. Uh, is that okay for red? That's me and my friend. Okay. Does he get advantage with his friend? Unfortunately, he doesn't for some reason. Hmm. You can do it. We have I got it. a nineteen for perception. Okay. Beats me. And um, you uh, don't encounter anything in the night, but uh, you definitely notice. You know, there's. Um, some animal life about and that sort of thing. But uh, this far south of the uh, Valles Calliae, you know, almost nothing comes out here. And certainly not this close to the Mare. And next... That's always good. Okay. So I'm also going to do the hide while you watch mm -hmm. thing. So my stealth roll is 15. Excellent. Gotta love rogues. He rolled a four. <laughs> And so my, he just blends in with the night. And my perception is a twenty-three. Okay. Feel feel, you know, completely okay with rolling low as I do. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am rolling as low as you do. I no, you're not. You really aren't. <laughs> anyway, um, so you actually encounter something in the night, um, at the very edge of your vision, out in the sand, there are a couple of creatures that are scuttling for lack of a better term um but however they are going kind of parallel to the edge of the mare and they uh, either don't realize you're there or don't care and just kind of just go scuttling by but they're definitely like some sort of insect or arachnid life form that's interesting yep and then moon for the last watch I'm not going to hide. I'm just going to sit there at camp. Uh, 
14. Okay. And once again, nothing uh, nothing comes to bother you. But um, right on towards dawn, uh, just after, as the sun's beginning to rise, you see a dot off to the uh, horizon to the to the northeast there in the direction of Valles Calliae and Calesque. And after about half an hour or so, you realize that it's approaching you guys and it appears to be the airship that you were described. All right, so if people aren't up, I wake them up. Okay, and you guys go get your stuff packed and ready to go? Yep. And she seems to be kind of paralleling the edge of the mare looking for you guys and when she's probably uh, a good several miles away she seems to locate you and makes a beeline right for your direction and she actually um, masterfully just sets the airship right down where the the gondola the baskets actually resting upon the ground and she says you must be my fare for now fair statement yeah a dwarf. How fun. I was told you were all to be kitty cats. Indeed, but we have a dwarf now. Well, that is, that is special. Very well. It wasn't purring. I don't like this. Say us, and I said, and plus we have brought this large uh, barrel of water. We thought it might be useful considering our travels. Yeah, that is very wise. Uh, roll it on board right away. Okay. Roll, 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 roll. Okay. Yeah. So get your, get all your gear on board there. Mm-hmm. And she says, I understand we are to go to a place in the Mari. Do you know what it is? That guy does. Yes. No. yes. I'll show her the map. And she... With accurate grids and everything and like degrees and whatever. And she says, may I keep this later? Uh, I would prefer you not. Oh, too bad. This is a, the best map I've ever seen. Yes, I have uh, transcribed it from another map. We can talk about it while on the ship. That would be excellent. And she says, well, let us take off. And she uh, opens up the grates above the fire snake cage and the envelope begins to swell and the uh, now more burdened airship begins to take off and she points the nose out into the mare. I really don't like this. I have a bad feeling about this. I mean, what can get to us? We're so high up off the ground. I mean, the entire thing. I have a bad oh. feeling about this. Cat Solo over here doesn't like our... Uh... Well, I'm fine with it. I just don't like being off the ground, kind of. That's weird. We live in a treehouse. I agree with you, Red. Right. But no, it's like we're much when you higher have than the mother tree beneath your claws. This is entirely different. The dragon was okay. I'm okay with a living creature. This thing right here is not living. And and it is actually a little unnerving. I mean, because you, like, if you look through the weave of the uh, the wicker that uh, the ship's hull is made of, you can actually go see right, you know, it just, it's just a straight drop 100 feet into the mare. And uh, it just, it kind of sways back and forth with the, with the wind. And basically, you point the nose out into the middle of the Mara. She engages this drive system that spins these propellers on the back and, and gets you moving. But basically, for the next three days, the only difference underneath you is after the uh, uh, first day, you guys about in the, you know, the early hours of the second day, you guys actually pass by an oasis that has a cloud over it. And uh, then on towards the end of that second day, way off to the north, you can see another oasis. It's just kind of a dark smudge uh, way out there in the horizon. Um, but it's really kind of monotonous. Are you guys doing anything to pass the time? You're basically just sitting there as you know, cargo aboard the ship for this three days. Is there you first? Go ahead. Nope. You start talking. You started talking first. Mm-hmm. You go. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Um, is there a hard flat surface we can use to maybe like draw another map as thanks? Um, I don't know. You could probably arrange something. I mean, she's got a chart table on there, but yeah, yeah I was definitely going to 
talk with her about how I make my maps and like draw one out for her. Okay, so you're gonna spend your time transcribing a, 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 a rendition of the map for her as well. Yeah, and like explaining how I make everything super exact and like with all my little markings and what like how to draw the best uh, legend I can. Very good. And uh, when, when you get done and and you um, you know go to a different part of the ship, uh, uh, she turns uh, to you there, Black, and says, "He is quite something, isn't he?" Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I was doing. I'll have the quarter step out and cleaning up the last of the dragon I was drawing. Okay. And start working on the cave with the city behind it. Neat. I'm studying some rocks that I gathered. Okay. I have an affinity. I'm just sort of curious. What are you doing, Moon? I don't know. Really never noticed, uh, you know, the, the details inside stone. I always thought it was something that, you know. Something you climbed on or maybe something you built with. But look, there's flecks of color. These look to be a crystal of some sort inside. Fascinating. There's a whole world in there. A whole new world. Yeah. And he's got a new exciting point of view. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Two feet lower. Okay. Anyway. Um, so about the uh, middle of the afternoon of the third day, you notice Dania visibly slowing down the, the forward progress of the, uh, the ship. And she says, I need all of your eyes now. Um, we should be getting close. So peel your eyes and look for some place that could possibly be what we're looking for. So I need investigation checks from everybody. Oh, Lord. 18. 10. 14. 4. Too busy talking with your imaginary friend, eh? I think I'm just sleeping. Okay, and uh, Gray, you're out on the uh, prow of the uh, ship and uh, going, I'm king of the world. <laughs> and and you notice out in the vast, flat expanse that is the Mare, just something that you know is throwing a shadow. I'll point it out. And uh, so Dania turns the ship in that direction and um, starts bringing it closer to the ground. And you guys find a single spire sticking up out of the sand. But there are also kind of little humps and so forth um, surrounding you for, you know, maybe even several miles in all direction. And you realize that, yeah, you're on top of something here. It's called a desert. So I say, Dania, do you know of any dangers in this part of the desert? Anything we might want to be aware of that might live here? She says, the mare is, is lethal in all directions, but uh, most for most of it, it is just flat and empty land. Um, I would, I've heard of beasts that roam here. Um, there are some tales of quicksand that swallows you instantly, but uh, nothing specifically for this part. This is the deep, deep desert. Not much lives here. I did hear about a dragon once. What uh, kind of dragon? Uh, a brass dragon. Out of character, was that the same brass dragon? Did we fly on the brass dragon? No, no you you, was, you were on a gold dragon. Gold dragon, okay. Or silver or platinum or Not something. Bra but yeah. it, it was, was a it was, dragon. It was definitely shiny. Okay. So, I mean, you were thinking it was either gold or silver. It was tough to tell in the moonlight. Okay. Excellent. Now I have to worry about dragons. Even better. Mm -hmm. So when did you get so paranoid? Just haven't been feeling right about this recently. Something moves within the shadows of like a great beast in our forest. Can't see it yet, but that doesn't mean the danger's not there. You can't feel it, Moon? It's almost as if life itself is trying to warn us of something coming. It definitely feels off. There's no doubt about it. So, so do we want to... Looking down, did he see the parapet? Uh, well, you guys are landed right next to the spire that's oh, sticking spire. out. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a stone spire. Um, it looks like an obelisk from here, but um, knowing that you're on top of the city probably is probably the spire on top of some tower or something. Uh, Danya, uh, I'm sure I don't have to say this, but um, probably the best thing for you is once we get to part is to fly back up 
and just stay in the air? He says, yes, I've learned that lesson the hard way. My previous fares, they left that dragon sitting on my ship one time. It was not fun. Another time... I, I, I can't tell if she's joking. Another time, undead came out and ripped half of the ship away. I'm, that's why I'm not transporting them anymore. She has an eye patch. She's not joking. And actually, you look at the ship, and, and certainly about half of it is fairly new construction. Well, we so will try not to do that. She is probably with accent. Here. With so that accent, dragon, she's never joking. Is the dragon friendly? Maybe. Okay. Let's let's get let let let's 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 conclude our business as quickly as possible. I I will tell you on the drive back. Okay. So is it a is it a rope net that goes down or is it a? Oh, she actually is just hovering it just a little off of the. So uh, we can surface. just do like a little hop off. Yeah, we can just jump right off with our so. shoes. Yeah, shoes, supplies, everything we need in our packs, and then. Is this like an athletics thing, or are you just going to give it to us? Uh, nope. It's time to do a bit of a skills challenge. So if we could oh. all put our minis on the board. Uh, uh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll just do that one. Okay. Okay. So here are the rules of the skills challenge. You guys are going to have to start digging in order to find the entrance to hopefully the top of this spire. And when you do... You can hopefully get down and explore the uh, the buried city. However, you guys need to start digging. And so luckily, Danya does have a bunch of tools on board. Uh, there's a bunch of short spades and things like that. Okay. And so it is going to be a constitution check to keep on digging. Oh, Lord. And it's going to start out at a very easy DC 10. And then it's going to go up from there. Um, you need to get six successes. So if you could put the minis six spaces away from the edge. Thank you, sir. And this is just straight up constitution. All right. Straight up constitution. And if once again, um, if you fail a check, you're exhausted. You've you've uh, over overdug yourself and you'll you'll need to retire. So is it a total of six successes total. or everyone needs total. to get six? No, no, or no, one person success. needs to get six. Yeah. As long as you okay. can get one person to the we end of the board. We would be here for hours if that was the case. Okay, so first round, DC 10. Uh, 17. 11. 17. Red? 5. <laughs> so uh, Red starts digging and uh, uh, gets into it and, and is like, huh, this is, this is a lot harder than it looked when, when you're sitting in the top of the treehouse. And uh, clearly spent way too much time sitting in front of the books. So is that three successes there? Or no, one no, success? No, so everybody moves forward one. Except, oh, obviously, gosh. Red, who has fallen off. You know... Okay, you, and... You cats in the sand, I'm going to watch where I'm walking. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. And then DC 11 for this next one. 22. 7. 16. Okay, and so uh, Gray... Um, Kind of overdoes it and uh, exhausts him. So there's only two left to to complete this quest. This is getting a little ugly. Okay, so DC 12. Cocked. 12. 17. Okay, and the two of you keep on going, and you just kind of give dirty looks to the other two. And DC 13. 6. 12. Just missed it. Okay. Oh, wait, do I get... You just add your constitution bonus. Well, I know. I was just wondering because I get that uh, plus three. This that's a saving, saving throw, throws. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So 12, I just missed it. And um, Moon, did you miss it as well? Yeah. Okay. So you guys dig, 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 dig. And you guys pretty much wear yourselves out. Um, the, it's just, it's maddening. Um, the stuff is like talcum powder. You, you shovel it out and it just seems to flow back in. And by this time, it is full dark. And uh, Dania suggests that maybe uh, a good night's sleep and you'll be refreshed and be able to try it again tomorrow. Okay. So do I think that if I created a bunch of water where I want to dig, that would make it easier as the sand would stop pouring in? Um, it might help. It might help. Yeah. You, you know, so you guys retire back to the ship and, and get some tea and, and uh, some provisions and try to rest up. This infernal sand, it gets everywhere. Oh, and it does get everywhere. It is in all of your fur. It's very uncomfortable. I just comb out my beard. Done. I shake on you. <laughs> okay, so the next morning uh, dawns bright and clear. 
Um, obviously, you guys brought the uh, ship up to you know twenty or thirty feet in the middle of the night and and uh, just you know tired it off to the spire and hovered there and nothing bothered you. And Donia brings it down enough that you can you know shimmy down the rope ladder. And we're ready to give it another try. So and unfortunately, on. you guys lost about a square's worth of digging. So um, move yourself four from the end there. And everybody can start at four from the end because you're starting all over again. So I can create uh, water as in rainwater within a 30-foot cubic range. So I'm going to do that in okay. front of where I am digging. So why don't you explain to us or describe to us how that happens? So in my mind, I I see the area that I, I want to get get wetted, and as I'm holding my uh, my focus, and I get a little drop of water from my skin and on my finger, and with a quick prayer, there is a cloud sort of forms over the area and. A short but intense shower soaks the ground. Excellent. And are you guys going to be under the shower or are you going to be out of the shower? Out of the shower. I want it in front. Okay. Okay, so uh, a cloud burst happens and wets the ground. And you guys, uh, once again, start at a DC 10. And this round, you'll get advantage. Okay. 14. 16. Are you kidding me? Okay. 23. I got a 10. Okay. So Red red um, is a little more ready for it this time and actually uh, does it just fine. And then... He uh, makes it one By just round. fine, you mean Can barely you it made it? Next, The next, uh, next is the ground, ground still thing? wet? It is not. So you will not get advantage this time. You're able to shovel it out of there, though. Let's do it again. Okay. And once again, he makes it rain. So everyone will get advantage on this next one. Oh my gosh. 11. <laughs> 22. 17. 16. Okay. So once again, Red is able to barely keep up, but you make it. Okay. And are you going to burn another spell slot and do it again? or No, no. no okay. okay. So this will just be regular. No advantage. 19. 12. 8 or 6. Non-natural 20. Okay. And this time, Gray wears himself out. But the rest of you keep on digging. And apparently Red has found his stride, which is kind of nice. Okay. And are we off the map or do we have one no, more to go? We need we one at more. the very edge of it. Okay, one more to go. So let's see if you can be successful. So, DC what? So we are up to 13, right? Because mm, it was 10, so. 11, 12. Yeah. No, 13. 13. 18. Yeah. 17. And Red? 10. Okay. And Red has to bow out and retire because he's uh, tired. But um, Moon, you're dig, 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 digging. And your spade just kind of goes into an empty space. And you guys realize that you have uncovered the top of some tower or something like that. And you know, it has like archways and you can actually dig into that. And after about another hour of digging, you guys find a trap door in the floor, and you're able to, to clear enough room out that you can actually get right to the trap door. Does Donia have any sacks or anything that we could uh, fill with sand and kind of keep keep the area free that we've uncovered? Ooh, yeah, um, she does, and Excellent. she's happy good to provide idea. them. Thank you. That's a good so idea. we build, you know, a little foxhole type thing around mm -hmm. the trap door. Yeah. Okay. And um, I need a uh, strength or athletics check to open this trapdoor that's been sanded shut for From so long. From who? You tell me. Not me. Who's strongest? Definitely not me. Uh, I got a plus three. You're strongest. Okay, you want to give me aid so I can get prevented? Yeah, we'll both try it. Okay. We can get a rope, you know. Yeah. And... Oh, come on. I rolled a four and a one. So, no. I rolled... A 10. Okay, so you pull, 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 and it's you can I see it flexing, but it uh, it doesn't budge. So you want to give it another I have a try? Question. Yes, question? Uh, um, so 
I have an ability that's basically like Mage Hand, but not. Um, it lets me... Uh, it says this talent allows you to open an unlocked door, pour out beer, stein, and so on, like those kind of basic things. Would this be able to help us with that? Um, no, if it's just something light like that, this is this requires strenuous activity. I have an idea. Okay, um, let's like tie a rope if it's 10 pounds or less. to the, the airship and see if Danya can just lift it open. Oh, there that's you go. an idea. There One other thing, uh, we're trying to open it. Are the hinges on this side? Yes. Okay, can we attack those instead? Uh, just pop them out. Well, the trouble is that the, the wood of the of the door is kind of swollen into place. Okay. Um, let's let's do the airship idea. Okay. Is Danya okay with it? Um, sounds like fun to her. Okay. So you run a rope down there and attach it to the pull ring on it, and uh, she starts bringing the ship into the air, and, and you can hear the wicker of the airship creaking um, as it's you know pulling on the rope, and you can see the uh, door bulging. Uh, as it's being pulled up there, I mean, it is really, really stuck. It's not not too surprising you couldn't open it by hand. And just about the time that you guys are thinking about maybe calling this off before something happens to the airship, the door just shatters, just breaks into so many pieces as it explodes outwards. Um, and this foul air uh, just wafts over you. It's just stale. <coughs> centuries, centuries of being stale. Got a hairball? Yep. Nope, I know that smell. And it just it smells nice. like like ancient, ancient, un, you know, uncirculated air that hasn't seen the light of day in centuries. We might want to give that a minute. Yeah. Nonsense. I've smelled worse. You do smell worse, but we're not talking about you. Okay. Do you have like mage bath by chance, there Red? You go. Yes. It, he he's got Heward's magic tongue. Mm. Yeah. Circulate air yeah. smell. Um, Circulate air, yeah. Okay, I think we should dispense with the uh, torches and just use our natural eyes for this. Yeah, so you all have dark vision, so. Yeah, I'm going to kind of just very carefully peek down. Do I see anything? And basically, it's just a um, spiral staircase Mm -hmm. that goes down into the dark. Reach out and look at my staff and just like tap the first few steps with my... They're made of stone and seem to be solid. This sounds like fun. I look, yeah, I just look at you. I'm like, so, uh... Does it, does it spiral down into the right or down to the left? It goes down to the right. Okay. So I'm looking at you. I'm like, you're up. Yeah. You're so up, bro. get sneaking down the stairs. Okay, give me a stealth roll. And perception. Uh, 28. Okay. So, Gray goes, you know, quietly padding down the stairs into the darkness and a 17 for the perception and you are it's obviously eerily quiet uh this place is definitely buried in there and you go down 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 the stairs and it goes about 20 feet down and it opens up into a much larger space like a hall or something and one side of the hall is just total rack and ruin um there are burnt parts um and there are you know like the furniture has been broken up um there are long ago decayed bodies that are just skeletons now that still have weapons sticking out of them i told you i had a bad feeling about this um this is just the mage wars but the other side seems to be intact and there are boxes or i should say chests so a couple of tables and chairs. I mean, most of them have been knocked over, but they're still intact. Um, and it closed seems like... Closed or open? They're closed. It seems like there might be something here. Is it like a clean divide? Like a magic, no. this side of the room is no. gone? Or... It's like it's as if that side, there was a, a fight going on. But whatever the fight was, it didn't ruin this side of it. You know, they knocked the tables and chairs over. They've scattered the boxes around the chess. But, you know, there's, you know, apparently the whatever happened over there... You know, ruin that side of the room, but not this side. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather the bodies be ancient and crumbling than fresh, like we discovered some time ago. That is true. I Gray. want to take notes about this, just to like potentially write down in a geo- geographical, uh, what's it called, geographical survey of the area. Sounds good. 
Grave, you want to start working on the chests? If they're locked? Are they locked? Uh, are you going to call everyone downstairs? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I assume we were following him. It sounded I mean, like you guys were sending him down. So um, I was going to yeah. wait for him to say clear. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my, my what I was safe. going to send up as soon as. Okay. This okay. part's safe to walk down. Yeah. It is indeed safe. Uh, now you can see like the, the windows uh, were shuttered, closed. Um, but, you know, little bits of sand have seeped through those. But, uh, I mean, obviously you, you are definitely below the below the ground. And um, so Gray comes up and tells you all that uh, that it's clear and you all come downstairs. Yeah. Does the sunlight coming in illuminate the room? There's no sunlight coming in. It's a spiral stair for like 20 oh, feet. Good point. Um, We're under the ground. Moon, can you make light? I don't have anything like that prepared. Maybe we might need a torch having after a, all. Yeah, having a bit of fire also could be a safety measure. Okay. Okay, so I'll take out one of my torches and light it. Okay. And so you you kachik, 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 right. kachik, and get a little little tinder ball going and, and light the torch. And one torch, multiple torches. Um, we don't really need us, to see. Two, well, we don't, it's not, not so much to see, it's to, it's to illuminate what we may not see in our dark vision. So I think two torches would be plenty, one for me and then maybe one for Clark. You know, if we just have them, maybe we can... Are there, are there torch holders on the wall? Beat me to it. Um, yeah, there are a number of them, yeah. Uh, then I'll just, are there torches in there? No. I mean, there probably were at one point, but you know, they long ago rotted away. Well, let's leave... I'll leave one torch in the one, you know, sleep the way out type deal. And mm-hmm. then maybe every... Because I don't have that many. I only have like 10. So I'll light another one that we can carry. Okay. So about five feet of light, just in case to make things a little more interesting. Okay. So how many total are you going to light? Two right now. Okay. So you, you uh, get the, the first one going, and you're just lighting the second one, and all of a sudden, there's just a tremor in the ground. You all feel that? And you have just enough time to say that, and then on either end of the hall, the earth just erupts. And something starts crawling out. I told you I didn't like this. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, well, first thing, I uh, got a big, big shout out to Matt and Drew. I really, really enjoy the way they have gotten into their characters and made them different from their other characters and really kind of gotten into the headspace of how that cat and that dwarf work, which is pretty fantastic. Um, and a little bit better job even now with uh, Owen, with uh, Red and his uh, friend. He's really kind of beginning to settle into the quirky character of, of Red the Librarian. But anyways, not too much going on here. Just had to do a whole search through the uh, desert, and they found something. But is it going to be useful? And more importantly, whatever is guarding it, is it going to eat them? We'll just have to see in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.